We um, fell in love and the love is real and we're still so happy. I, I wouldn't be able to be here without her support. Hi, and welcome to One True Pairing. I'm Marissa. And I'm Erica. And today we're going to be talking about a celebrity couple that we are obsessed with, Samira Wiley and Lauren Morelli. Today we're going to touch on Samira and Lauren's lives as individuals and how the stars brought them together. Finding your true self, even late in life, and love against all odds. Um, Their one-year wedding anniversary was a few days ago, so it felt like the right time to talk about them. I can't wait to talk to you about their wedding pictures because they're so good. We'll get more into, like, the theme of their wedding. I initially was like, I don't know if I would like that theme, but they did it so beautifully and, like, it was so classy. Between the circle and the confetti, which I generally hate, and I also don't like funfetti cake, the fact that they managed to bring me into their wedding and that I loved it as much as they did is just... So we'll get more into that in detail. We're totally going to get into it. I'm sorry. So did you watch Orange is the New Black? Because I have not watched it. No, my husband's obsessed with it. Okay. I I do still love Samira Wiley, though, because she was in a Law & Order episode. Oh. And I'm obsessed with Law & Order. I think it was an SVU. Okay. Well, I know her from a brief episode on The Catch, which I've told you about. So I only know her from that. And then, of course, she was in The Handmaid's Tale. Which I did watch, and you just started watching. I just started watching. I got real depressed, so I stopped for a minute. But what I've seen so far, she's clearly going to be one of the best characters. So She's so good at playing these really strong but also inherently flawed characters where you feel all of her pain. Yeah. Well, we clearly have a lot to explore. But first, how are you doing today, Erica? Do you really want to know I do want to know. Of course I want to know. I walked into doors twice. (laughs) Is this a vision problem? Is this like... This is not a vision problem. This is a flat iron building problem. That's fair. Just to put the walking into walls thing in context, uh, Marissa and I have talked about the flat iron just colloquially every time we talk about work. And that's because we both work for Macmillan, which is currently housed in the historic flat iron building in actually the section of Manhattan is called the Flatiron section of Manhattan. It's across the street from Madison Square Park. It's beautiful. The building's been up since the 1800s and it's an actual registered historical landmark. But because it is, that means we can't actually fix things in the building, which is why we walk into walls sometimes. So Doors and walls come out of nowhere in this building. <laughs> if, if I may, the Flatiron building has very tiny ladies' rooms. Yep. First things first, I went in the bathroom and got hit with like the just like the bathroom right. sliding door thing, right? Which whatever that happens, <laughs> I feel like that happens to all of us on a daily basis. That was fine, but then I left the bathroom and I got hit with the door that was coming oh, to the that's elevator not bank. Your fault. But I was walking really fast, <laughs> and usually I don't walk really fast when I leave the bathroom because it's a hazard. It is. You cannot just burst into the hallway because you will get. Hit. You're gonna get hit. Somewhere. You're gonna break your nose with a door. So. And instead, I got hit kind of like in the weird. <laughs> Upper belly, lower <laughs> boob area with a door handle. Oh, because I'm right short. In the boob. The if I were shorter, <laughs> if I were shorter, it would have been right in the boob, and no one would have liked it. And I felt so bad for the girl who opened the door because she opened the door appropriately. Right. <laughs> she opened it slowly, and I shot out of the bathroom like a fucking bat out of hell, just like boom. This picture in my mind is just glorious. So. I may have bounced a little bit off the door. <laughs> I'm gonna have a bruise. I don't want to have to explain this to Ron later. Just like, what happened to you? I walked into a door at work. That's okay. I did something similar the other day. I just went straight for it through the subway turnstile did, without swiping. I, I was did just it all like, the time. I just thought it would open for me. And I would just literally, like, same thing, ran into the bar and bounced back and looked around and was like, 
okay, no one saw that, and then swipe my card and went, and went through. I don't take the subway enough to do that. I walk I, <laughs> I walk t- from okay. Penn. So. Yeah, I take it every day, so it's a little more. But you you think taking it every day would mean you know you have to use your card and not just walk through. Sometimes you're not paying attention, and that's yeah. okay. Sometimes I just, turns out, I'm a princess. Let me through. I don't need to pay. Anyway, when Turn we get chips are... in our arms, that'll be better. <laughs> Turnstiles are garbage. Anyway. All right. Let's get going. So I want to hear all about Samira. Since you're so obsessed with her, tell me what you know. I know all of the things. Okay. So Samira Wiley. She was raised in D.C. Her parents are co-pastors at a Baptist church. Cool. And way cooler than that, they were some of the first pastors who were performing LGBT marriage ceremonies. That's so impressive. So the fact that their daughter identified as lesbian from a very, not a very young age, mm-hmm. but young enough that you would think her parents might have an issue with yeah. it. She was raised in an environment where it was very embracing and they nurtured her and loved her. That's beautiful. And she's trained. Classically, as an actress, she went to Duke Ellington School in D.C., and then she went to Juilliard. Cool. She was trained in theater, but she found out about Orange is the New Black from a show writer who went to Juilliard. Okay. Danielle Brooks, who's also in Orange is the New Black, was cast and then helped her rehearse lines for the role of Pusey Washington. That's an amazing name. I always say it wrong. (laughs) People started noticing her and noticing her character and noticing her skills. If you've watched it, and I feel like at this point, it's Netflix. You can't actually talk about spoilers. Fair. Her character dies. Oh. And when her mom found out that her character was being killed off, her mom said, I feel like my best friend died. Oh, moms. The actual quote is, she felt like she was losing her best friend. But still, how much do you love her mom? That's so beautiful. Her parents are so stupid supportive, and I feel like, she kind of embodies the early publishing experience when you think about when you start working in book publishing and when you start being an actor, yeah. where she got a second job because she was worried about her job. Oh, yep, that happens. I think we all, <laughs> I think we all worked a second job because when one starts well, working you, in publishing, one work, one makes a garbage salary. And you got to, you know, make more money so you can pay for all your injuries when you run into doors. So. Ah, <laughs> you're so funny. I know. But... So she bartended throughout the entire first season of the show. She was super worried that they were just going to write her off and that she sucked and they hated her. But this is where she met Lauren Morelli. Okay. And Lauren Morelli is a writer on the show. And Samira has credited Orange is the New Black for giving her career life and also for giving her her life. Right. And we're going to get into that because I'm obsessed with them. So Lauren Morelli was raised in Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh, it's fine. That's awful. It's awful. I only say that because the Steelers are constantly beating the Giants. <laughs> um, Hashtag football. Also, our, our boss is a big Pittsburgh fan, and I love to give Pittsburgh shit because of the <laughs> fact that he's a big Pittsburgh fan. So, ha, Pittsburgh, you suck. <laughs> but she studied dance at mm-hmm. Marymount College, okay. and she had to stop because she got injured. Oh. I know. It sucks. But it just their story is, like, such a fairy tale because when – you hit all the bits and pieces of them coming together it just it's i'm raising myself up from this and then lauren morelli is now raising herself up from this back injury and she's got this awesome professor who is kind of the fairy godmother who pushed her to pursue her writing so she started writing short stories she wrote some blog posts and orange is the new black was her first professional writing wow now what a way to start (laughs) real important yes 
she is now openly gay, mm-hmm. but she was married to a guy. Right. I and this that. was when she and Samira met. She was married to this guy when she and Samira met, but she had been struggling with her sexuality throughout their marriage. Right. And she was writing scenes for Orange is the New Black. And she's been on record as saying that some of the scenes between Piper and Alex, the mm-hmm. two characters that I that actually drew me out of the show. She wrote them as a projection of her own yeah. fantasies, like how she wanted to live her life. Right. And she writes this amazing piece about realizing that she was a lesbian while she was writing for Orange right. is the New this Black. This is the one in, is it Mike? It's the one in Mike.com, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's it's kind of eye-opening when you read it and you read about her experience writing these characters yeah. and also how her friendship first with Samira developed. Because when they met, Samira is openly gay. Mm-hmm. Samira's had the support from her parents. And here is Lauren, who has these really strong feelings for Samira and is writing this show with openly gay characters and is having these conversations with Samira, who she's considering a friend. Right. But is also having really, really, really strong feelings for as well while she's married. Right. To a man. (laughs) To a guy. Yeah. And she's not acting on them. And it's kind of heartbreaking when you think about the beginning of their relationship, how it starts. Because here's Samira... Samira's kind of in love with her at this point. They're yeah. hanging out, and she's working with her constantly. She would talk to her about script rewrites just so she could talk to Lauren oh, more. Oh, that's so cute. I know. Lauren wrote raps for her and for Tasty, mm-hmm. another character on Orange is the New Black. And this was one of the things that Samira kept coming up to her uh-huh. for adjustments on, yeah. trying to put them in her voice, a.k.a. I'm flirting with you because yeah. <laughs> I like you, which is so super meet cute, and I love it. And Lauren's struggling with the feelings that she's got for Samira, but she's still married. And when she and her husband were dating, he was very ill Mm -hmm. beforehand. And they're actually still real. They're great friends. Yeah. They got divorced and they're besties. And Lauren felt like working on the show was going to help her kind of fix her sexual identity in some way. And Samira would just go home and talk to her mom and her coworkers about how much she loved hanging out with Lauren and how much she loved being with her. And since Lauren didn't really have an outlet for it, mm-hmm. she kind of felt like Samira was like her couples therapy. They went to actual couples therapy, her and her husband, mm-hmm. but she would talk to Samira as a best friend. Yeah. And then their love kind of grew from there. It, like you were saying, kind of everything about this was so faded. So many things had to work out the way they worked out for them to be brought together, which, A, is beautiful. And then I just think this situation could have ended so horribly for everyone involved. It's it's really impressive that, that Lauren was able to deal with such a hard thing to do, which is coming out. And, you know, that alone is difficult. Oh, yeah. But then to also be, like, breaking up a marriage with somebody who you're best friends with, you don't want to hurt them. I think it sounds like everyone handled it with as much class and, like, dignity as they possibly could, you know, I don't know how long they waited before they started dating, but, you know, I feel like Samira was so good about giving Lauren the time she needed to actually come to this realization, handle her life, and then be like, but also I love you, so let's be together. It's so, so it, it just, it's such a beautiful love story. Yeah. It, it gets a little better, in my opinion, because yeah. there's a portion of their story that cracks me up all the time, because I think about it in relation to my relationship with my husband. Yeah. So Lauren separates with her husband. Mm-hmm. She and Samira start dating. They'd been dating for a year. They go on vacation. It's horrible. Yes, because vacationing with people and is the worst. Well, <laughs> or it can be. It can be. And what's funny is 
one of the reasons why I relate to them so much is because Ron and I had been dating for about a year, maybe a year and a half. We went on vacation together and it had its moments where it was just fucking awful. Yeah. We went to Brazil for a wedding of a buddy of his and I got home like, why the fuck am I even dating you? This is awful. <laughs> but so Samira Wiley, Lauren Morelli, they go on this vacation and it was just terrible from like top to bottom. Mm-hmm. They're irritated with each other, fighting Basically the same thing as Ron and I in Brazil. What I've read Mm -hmm. is that Lauren's very type A. Okay. And Samira's not very type A. Not great. (laughs) Gigantic clashes. There was something about elephants that I think you know. Yeah. So it sounded like Samira was kind of afraid to ride the elephants. And Lauren was like, we're in Thailand. We're riding a gosh darn elephant. But Lauren was like, now there's all these amazing pictures of Samira on the elephant looking terrified. They were so happy that they listen to each other, which I feel like that's the biggest test with a vacation is can you understand where the other person's coming from? Yeah. And put aside your own bullshit. Yeah. And just try to make them more comfortable. And it sounds like they both had opportunities to do that a little bit. Samir gave a quote to Out Magazine, and it's such a terrific just encapsulation of their relationship and why they're great together. Mm -hmm. So she says, we always say it's amazing we survived that trip. But however horrible it was, it helped me know I want to be with her because she could see all these parts of me and still want to be with me. And I could see all these parts of her and still want to be with her. I would rather have the worst day with Lauren than the best day with someone else, which shut the fuck up. Thanks for writing my wedding vows, Samira. Like (laughs) basically like where the fuck were you two when Ron and I decided (laughs) we were going to write our own wedding vows and he writes these beautiful things and I tell him I'm going to learn how to drive. (laughs) They should start, like, a, a couples counseling for, like, travel, travel agent, but how to help you and your partner how to get know, through it. <laughs> how to know if your partner is your partner. Yeah. This is their travel agency. That's, that's what that quote says. This person's my partner no matter what. It's such a beautiful statement of love, you know, when you think about the worst day with yeah. someone that you love being with, and you think that that's better than the best day you could have with someone yeah. else. That's fucking amazing. So, wait, I got to tell you about the proposal. Okay. So, they plan a weekend. Mm -hmm. Lauren's just chilling. Lauren does not just chill. Okay. We've already established that Lauren is type A. Got it. They're hanging out. Lauren pulls out her ring and proposes, and there's some backstory there. Samira knew from, like, day one that Lauren was the one. Yeah. But she told Lauren, I'm not going to propose to you. Yeah. I want you to be sure. I want you to know that. I'm the one. And, like, you've been married, so you yeah. make, you kind of make this... You need to You make, make it known decision. that this is your step, the next step. So they did this really cute thing where she was just like, I want to get chose. So okay. she would do dishes, and Lauren would say something like, that's so great that you're doing the dishes. And Samira would say, well, I'm trying to get chose. Oh, my God. Or <laughs> she'd vacuum. Yeah. I'm trying to get chose. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. So when she proposed, she played I Choose You by Sarah Bareilles. Okay. Which is the cutest thing. Uh, I just like how consistent they are with their themes. <laughs> and like They're so they have, good. Yeah. And it just it <laughs> makes this proposal so beautiful. Yeah. I love them so much. So and, they, I, and I feel like, again, it speaks to like Lauren recognizing that this could be a fear for Samira that Lauren will never be ready. Yeah. And so to, to really fully make that statement that I choose you and I want to marry you and, and kind of like a thank you for helping me get through one of the most probably difficult times of her life. And when you think about when she went through that time of her life, because she had always kind of identified as a heterosexual woman. I think she was 30, right? Or something something like that. Yeah. It's very not far into your life. But yeah, you've you've lived a lot of your developmental experiences. 
And then to be on your first big job and you've just gotten married and now you're realizing that you might be gay. And not only did not only are you gay, but you've met your partner yeah, in life. Yeah. On the one hand it's fucked up, but on the other hand, it's gotta be so exhilarating too that she yeah. she's hit this stride in her life and I don't know, I think the sky's like fully the limit for them. Yeah. Now, I wanna get into the wedding. Yep. Because the wedding's a maze balls. Okay. But before we do. Yeah. We need to go to an ad break. Okay. So don't get mad, but we'll be right back. Okay. So okay. let's talk about their wedding. Their wedding was kind of an early birthday gift to me oh, last year because my birthday is also in March. I'm not even kidding. I kind of wish that my husband and I had not gotten married as long ago <laughs> as we did because I would do my wedding the same way they did theirs. Number one. Number one. It was in Palm Springs, which, eh. I don't love California. Not gonna lie. Okay, that's weird, but keep going. Their theme was confetti, which I was also kind of like, eh. Yeah, that can come off really young and childish. Yeah. Okay. Because they both love funfetti cake, which also, my mom bakes a lot. And funfetti's her least favorite cake to make, and it's my least favorite cake to eat. Probably because it's her least favorite cake to make. Anyway, so they get married in March 2017. (laughs) Yep. Her parents officiate, Samira's parents officiate, because they're Baptist preachers, and they're used to doing LGBT weddings. They walk down the aisle together, which Ron and I had really wanted to do, Mm -hmm. but we got married in a Catholic church, and my parents walked us down. Oh, they walked me down. It was important to his grandparents. It was important to my parents. So we gave them this. However, Samira and Lauren fucking kill it, (laughs) and they go in together to This Is How We Do It. Oh, my God. By Montel Jordan. (laughs) That's amazing. Earworm, if there was ever a freaking earworm, yeah. you all have this song in your head right now. Yes. Just picture that for a second. Like, how do you even walk a, down the aisle to that? A, them walking down the aisle together is beautiful because it's like, we're a team, we're here, we're together. They're so proud to just do it together. Yeah. And then B, to that song where it's just, fuck you guys, we're awesome. And this is how this we do is it. This how we do it. Yeah. Oh. It's also a it. great song when you think about it. Did they dance down the aisle? Because right. there's no actual video that I've right. ever seen. It's just photo stills of their wedding. Did they dance down the aisle? Or is there like, this is how yeah. we do I it? I hope so. Which, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Thank you. That was beautiful. You're welcome. It's, Sing for me more. Um, no, I will not. It just but, it sets the tone immediately that this is going to be the most fun wedding you've ever been at. Okay, better than the song. Yep. Instead of having the traditional, you know, bride side, groom side, mm-hmm. whatevs, the seats yeah. going back, they had a circle. So everyone felt like they were part of the ceremony, which is cool as fuck. Yeah. Like they got married in the middle of a circle of their friends and family and they incorporated them yeah. into the ceremony. So they wrote their own vows, which fucking gorgeous. Samira starts with, hey girl, how you doing? <laughs> Your feet hurt? Me too. And Aww. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> Wait, and I have a really quick question. Go. So if you had done your wedding like that in the round with a circle, and you don't have to say their name, but can you can you think of who you would and would not want to be the person that like you can see in the circle? You're facing Ron. Who's behind him? That Absolutely. Okay. And I don't mind saying their name. My, my sister. You my want twin, her or you wouldn't want her? I would not okay. want her there. She's an asshole. And she would make such a face at me. She'd be like, I know what you did last night. See, you I and Ron even... both had martinis. And Ron's been prepping for the wedding for three weeks. And you haven't written your vows. And we're going back to mommy and poppy's house. And you still haven't written your vows. And we're going to drink beer and watch... Dirty Dancing. Oh, of course. Yeah, see? No, I don't want so, her there. I think it'd be funny if she was... Across from him, so he's looking at you and you because you're twins. So <laughs> that would actually be funny. Be really as weird. Fuck. 
And oh. then she could be like, do you really want to marry her? And like making faces. It'd be so funny. Like, worst idea you're ever <laughs> going to have. Mistake. Is there someone you would want there? Who would have like, been the person to kind of calm you down? Ron's grandfather. Oh. Ron's grandfather. Because he was always a very calming influence yeah. and loved him to bits. He passed, I think, it was like four years now, three or four years now. And he was one of the reasons why we got married in church to begin with. Yeah. Let's do your so when I when How I, would you do this? When I marry Chris Pine, I really want... Lesser Chris? Can you pick a better Chris? No. Can you do Helmsworth? It's my Pine. It's my Chris. Fine, fine. Okay, I want to be Marissa Pine. Leave me alone. You're going to get a slightly lesser gift from me. That's fine. Who said you were invited anyway? <gasps> just kidding, just kidding. Cold as ice. <laughs> okay. Go. Let me focus. All right, so when I, when I marry Chris Pine, I think I'd want my... I think I'd want my best friend, Davina, um who I could see. Okay. Because she's not one to, like, she wouldn't be making faces or anything, but the same thing. I think she'd be, like, a really calming presence, and I could, like, look at her and be like, is this the right choice? And she'd be like, it's fucking Chris Pine. Yes, it's the right choice. Yeah, and I would shut just up. keep moving. And I'd also want her to be holding my cat. <laughs> so if you felt weird, she could hold Joey yeah. up. And then he'd, like, claw her face, and it would stop the wedding, but it'd be fine. <laughs> that would suck. Would you also do the circular? Yeah, I think, I think that's really beautiful. I have to be honest with you, having done it I won't ever do it again I love Ron to bits but the other reason I won't ever divorce him is I don't ever want to get married again it's so (laughs) awkward having everyone stare at you and the fact that they did it in a circle so literally everyone can look at you yeah but I think it's really good I mean their wedding was very small so I definitely obviously a very small wedding it's the only way you can do it really if if you have the right friends and family I feel like that would be so like warm and it would just feel like you were in this envelope of love and you're italian though you're not gonna have a small wedding i know chris i'm sorry <laughs> i'm puerto rican ron's italian we lied to our parents and told them that our cutoff was 150 that we had I, max 150 i did hint to my mom once that i was like you know i might have loved to italy and she was like that's cool i think she would be really sad but like it's fine anyway but there's more there's more to the samira wiley and lauren morelli wedding i don't know if i can take any more cuteness they had a ton of confetti that flew down over everyone Okay. after they said their vows. They both wore similar shoes. Lauren's had wifey for lifey Aww. on the soles, which, the fuck? <laughs> I did see their, the photos, and both of their, well, Lauren wore a jumpsuit, which was super cool and which, really pretty. I don't understand women who can wear jumpsuits. I would look ridiculous well, and we're perpetually short. She's pregnant. very long. She's tall and gorgeous. You gotta have a and long torso um, and long legs and long everything. And but beautiful I short cropped hair and lovely Samira's. face. So Samira's was two piece. And yep. I love the like, it was like the off the shoulder, kind of that like Beauty and the Beast bell neckline that's so pretty. And then for the wedding, it was like a big poofy gown. And I think she changed like a slimmer she did. skirt for the reception. Yep. But I was like, oh, they were both so gorgeous. And it was they were both designed by Christian Siriano. So they just looked flawless. And I loved it. And I will say, so I agree, I don't love the confetti theme. But the colors of their wedding weren't obnoxious circus colors. They had done like a really subdued, the colors you would expect in confetti, but really subdued. And not pastel, but just almost more like, I don't even know. It was fun and romantic yeah. and intimate and just the type of thing that you would want if you were like just, I don't know, it's indescribable. Yeah. You've got to look at the pictures to really get the feel yeah. of it. It's just, it's so amazing yeah. how they managed to take what for a lot of women becomes this big, overarching, overbloated event in your life yeah. and they made it something that's just a celebration of their life yeah. which is beautiful 
They just so, boiled it down to this yeah. is about me marrying the person I love, and that's it. It looked like a fun party. It looked like a celebration of the two of them, mm-hmm. and it's what every woman at our core, what we really want yeah. for our weddings, but what we're not actually taught is supposed to be for your wedding. Right. They made it. This is our day, and it's about it's us. A, and it's a celebration of them as a couple, yeah. not one or the other. Yeah. And if I had my druthers, I would go back and do our wedding the same way Samira Wiley and Lauren Morelli did theirs. Because yeah. it was an actual celebration of them as a couple. They involved the people around them. They actually had questions from the pastor mm-hmm. to the crowd saying, would you support them yeah. as a couple? And everyone shouted, we will. And yeah. that's just, it's beautiful. Yeah, It's such a beautiful thing. You guys can't see me gesticulating, but that's <laughs> me talking with my hands. Then they went to Florence. So for their honeymoon. Such a smart choice. For their honeymoon. Yeah. Florence is such a wonderful romantic place have to you go been? for your honeymoon. No, of course not. Oh, I don't you made it sound like you have. I work in publishing. Uh, well, I've been to Italy. You're Italian. It doesn't mean I get well actually it's not, I was about to say I don't get a free pass, but I definitely did get a free pass when I was younger. There's essentially a birthright program kind of for going to Italy yeah, that I applied see? to. I am Puerto um, Rican. I can go to Puerto Rico whenever well, I want. <laughs> Our next trip together can be to Italy because it is beautiful. I haven't been to Florence, but my dream honeymoon and or trip with you would, well, no, Chris can't come because you'll be mean to him. But um, I won't. Would just, it would just be running a car driving around Italy because there's so much to see. I fully respect their choice. It just It's just them as a couple. Yeah. To gush about them for another <laughs> 20, 30 minutes. I love just the entirety of their story. Yeah. How Samira is raised by people who, even though they're really religious and believe in God and are active in their communities in that aspect of their lives, still support her as a lesbian woman so much so that they can officiate her wedding to another woman. And I love Lauren's journey, Mm -hmm. learning about her sexuality, even at such a late age. Yeah. And how they both, they speak about it so passionately and they speak about it from such an emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. corner that... And so openly. Like, yeah. it's so nice to have a couple like them who can be representatives for their community and especially, I feel like, in Lauren's case because she mentions how she didn't have anyone who had a similar story yeah. to relate to, which is why she relied so much on Samir and so much on, I think, a lot of the cast and crew at Orange is the New Black are gay and so she was able she had a nice community to come out to kind of but not everyone has that yeah and so for her to be able to be a representative and be honest about it and show like yes i i had to you know i had to hurt someone and end the marriage and and all that but 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 i get to be myself now and i found the woman i love and it's very inspirational we also completely neglected one very important thing and it's like you couldn't even think about the odds stacked against these two they're a fucking biracial couple also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only are they lesbians, Samira's black, Lauren's white. Yeah. The fact that they've overcome all of this and are just kind of, <laughs> this is my spouse. Yeah. I love her and I want you, like, I want you for life. Yeah. It's amazing and it's so inspirational. Yeah. I love it. So I've, I feel like I've pitched this to you so yeah. hardcore. You better tell me you ship <laughs> it or I might strangle you. Marissa? Yes. I'm giving you a death glare. <laughs> Do you ship it or skip it? I completely 100% ship it. Of course. Okay, good. Not even because I feel threatened by you. I just really honestly do. <laughs> I, if you didn't ship them, I may have had to murder you. And I, I don't want to murder you because I love you so no, much. Everything about them is so inspiring and beautiful. And like you said, it seems so faded. So 
with all these odds stacked against them, the way they came together. It's just the dream. It really is. They're living the dream. Yeah. They're living the fucking dream. They're a romance novel. Yeah. Their romance novel come to life. Agree. Someone needs to write their book. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. So we're going to play a fun little game kind of. So in honor of Samira and Lauren, who both got their start on Orange is the New Black, we're going to end our episode today with a segment called The New Black. And we'll be talking about something we each feel is kind of iconic and sets the same standard as the color black. For us, what is like blank is the new black for us. So I have a couple. Do you want to go first, though? No, you go first. Okay. I, I, I want you to set it up for me so that I can figure okay. out what my new I did new a couple categories. Are. So for food, for me, pizza is the new black because it's classic Mm-hmm. You can dress it up or down. And if you don't like pizza, get out of my life, basically. Queso is the new black because Ooh. that is what we get whenever we go out to lunch together. So Agreed. queso is the new black. Also, it's melted cheese. It's perfect. Yes. You can't go wrong. Nope. Okay. Go next. My other one was more fashion since that phrase is kind of about fashion. Yep. Well, like the whole whatever is yeah, the yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, like the bl- little black dress. Yeah. I get it. Okay. So my fashion pick this is kind of a recent nostalgia comeback trend, but I'm all about it, which is chokers. I love choker necklaces. Oh. I used to rock one in like third grade, and I looked so cute in my picture. And then they went away for a while, and then they came back, and I love it. And I don't even wear them that often, but I just love them. You're making me feel real old because I remember when I wore choker <laughs> necklaces, and it was not when I was in third grade. Um, <laughs> pirate wench tops. Yeah. That's the new black. They will never go out of style. I wear my pirate wench top, and you love my pirate wench top. I do. And then my last thing was kind of more about a show that has I'm not my my show is not I would not say it's replacing Orange is the New Black. It's not like the new Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. But I picked Unreal. Which have you watched that? No. So real quick, it's about essentially it's about the producers on a show that's like The Bachelor. Okay. And it's two female producers running the whole thing kind of and I just love it because the the writers have made these women so complex. They're not always right. A lot of times they do really shitty things for Mm -hmm. the sake of making good TV, and they're not perfect. But the way they represent, like, how women can interact with each other, how women can, like, have their careers and try to have love, and how sometimes that's just not possible and that's okay, too. I just love the way it represents a new kind of woman, and that's why I love it. Oh, my God. Real Housewives is the new play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's like the new norm. There's like a million yeah. Real Housewives. There's Real Housewives of New York. There's Beverly Hills. There's Atlanta. There's Potomac. What the fuck is Potomac? There used to be Miami. Like, it's, it's just kind of the new norm. Bravo programming is the new norm. It's a timeless show because you're always going to watch rich people, specifically rich women, yelling at each other. Yeah. So, so Bravo programming. We'll say Bravo programming is the new black. So I think... That's it for this this time. Yeah. And next time on OTP, we're going to talk about a controversial couple over the past few years, Beyonce and Jay-Z. All um, right. Rate, comment, subscribe wherever you get all of your podcasts. Um, follow us on Twitter at OTP underscore pod. We really want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your feedback. Um, and it really helps new shows get discovered. So let, let us, us know. know. That's all for OTP. Cheers, boo. Cheers, boo. Cheers, boo.